0: Fresh baked bread. I hit the wrong sounder. History matters now. Looking back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire who joins us here now in the studio. Good morning. You how know, are you? I, we do this
1: live and it always is amazing to me to see how you do uh, baked bread every day <laughs> <laughs> and you do it live over and over again. It's kind of amazing. And uh uh, this week is no exception. So, you know, awesome. and it keeps people listening closely. Yes. What was that do you said? What is what, what are, what's going to happen next And now we're... people this is
0: the new tongue twister. It's live action people. <laughs> it's live action. <laughs> That's the glory of radio. Before we start, I've got a surprise. Oh. So, uh this uh this email came into my inbox earlier this morning. 5 years ago, apparently, you and I were having a history matters uh segment in which uh-huh. you read or came up with a poem about me and we were talking about, it, and then I said, "Well, I would come up with a poem about you, but what rhymes with Washington?" This was five years ago, mind you, in 2017. Well, whatever you put out there in the world stays out there in the world forever. So this morning, I get an email from someone you know, Cynthia Jennison. Yes, yes. The she in
1: Arizona. Yes. She
0: has come up with her own Scott Washington poem, oh, no. and it's too long to read the whole thing. Uh, in full, but she has taken the What Rhymes with Washington challenge to heart. Oh so, my goodness. to read part of it for you A dude hailing from Boston took the name Washington. Why not one from the Kansas side? Harrington, a little wild. Hoisington, way too mild. Arlington, Lexington, he's not a militant <laughs> child. But in all good fun and with adoration from the Valley of the Sun, dear cousin, here is the sum. You'll always be our number one historian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it just goes. From to Cynthia show you, Jenison. Yes. Oh, yes. there we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, I thank my dear cousin. And you know, these shows are archived. Oh, thank you. I even get a copy of it. Oh, it brings tears my eyes. How am I gonna go on? Um, and uh, these shows are archived and people can go back and listen. And my dear cousin has been getting up early in the morning at 5:30 a.m. Uh, Phoenix time to listen. To uh, this show, which is kind of amazing. Well, good so. morning,
0: Cynthia. Thank you so much <laughs> for sending it. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, this is a great week where we celebrate people. Though I was, this was totally unexpected. But it's to say that these shows you can listen to anytime, and uh, WCAHL does a great job of archiving them. And thank goodness they, you can listen to them going back years. We're the only live show on the ra- on the radio, as far as we know that is looking at history every single week like this. So just like fresh, I couldn't even say fresh baked bread. (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, That's what we do here. All right, here is one thing that just came out uh, and it's the origins of things uh, that jumped out. And this is a week where we have, and when I look at this week in history, it's like from Monday to Sunday, that's Mm. what we talked about. And Monday, of course, is Labor Day. Sunday is a somber reflection on 9-11. Uh, that happened back in 2001, and there will be lots of commentary about that. But in between, we also look at things like origins of things. Now, here is one that I just think is really kind of really interesting, which is uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, we think this grew out of a patriotic movement, and we've always had it. Well, no. Actually, um, it was first published in 1892 as part of, of really a promotional campaign to sell magazines to youth. And as part of this promotional campaign... That is
0: about the most American possible (laughs) origin of the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: How can we commercialize this? And uh, the idea was to uh, uh, couple this with putting a flag in every uh, classroom in America. Hmm. And the person in charge of this was a fellow named Francis uh, Julius Bellamy, uh, who was born in 1855. So as they came to the 400th anniversary of Columbus, uh, day, which was October twelfth, eighteen ninety-two, there was a sense as they were selling flags uh, to these schools as part of this. Well, weren't, they weren't selling so much as you 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 buy a subscription, you get a flag. This was a good thing. Okay, mm. so he writes this version because they're saying, all right, we're going to make a big deal about this, and he and this is his version, the first version of the Pledge of Allegiance that's published. I pledge allegiance to my flag and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, that's a little bit different than the one we know today. But he liked this because he wanted that personal connection, especially for kids, Mm. with this flag in their classroom. And this idea of the um, uh, one nation, indivisible, this idea the republic was also as he reflected on the Civil War Mm. and said that coming out of this when there was this attempt to divide it and separate it, what comes out of it is a nation united and he wanted to make sure that that continued. Isn't this interesting? And
0: and the (laughs) other fun fact about Francis Bellamy is he's a socialist. Like this is the same guy who writes Looking Backward which is a really fun like little utopian novel from the 1890s which is all about like a guy in the 1800s conks his head and he wakes up in the year 2000 when America has solved all of its problems and they're living in this utopian paradise but it's a socialist utopian paradise. It's very collectivist and centralized, and everyone's got their job, and everything is kind of yeah. top down in terms of. Uh, it's fascinating to yeah. to get the sense of like where Francis Bellamy was coming wow. from, and to know that the Pledge of Allegiance was written as this like kind of collectivist yeah. socialist like let's all come together and unite around this vision. Uh, not anything you want to tell the people who are rah rah in <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance today but it's true no. like that's the origin that of it. is
1: fascinating you know yeah. I learned so much when I come to this radio station <laughs> and this is one of those days
0: looking backward is also a fun little like <laughs> piece of, of 1890s political yes. thought yeah oh, how it's interesting. an interesting book
1: oh well uh, and I, I just love these kind of things you know we think of the Pledge of Allegiance it's not just at schools actually uh, civic groups and oftentimes, uh, when you have county commissioners, city commissioners, they'll begin with the Pledge of Allegiance, mm. uh, which is really interesting. Like we, of course, we have the national anthem, but what would a difference would it make at ballparks if instead of that <laughs> we did the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> instead? I don't know. Just well, look, well, Would it
0: have like would it have just like orators instead of singers, right. and yeah, would right. they just elongate all of the words of the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> the way they do with the national that's anthem? Right. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> nation. <laughs>
1: It makes you think. Well, this is interesting when you said about the 1890s. There's something about that era. And uh, one person that jumps out from that era is probably uh, somebody that people know about. Um, uh, His name is, and I'm going to just give his first couple of names Harlan David. And this is a guy whose history is just one of continued trying things and they fail. he, his father dies, and he's the oldest and, uh, in his family, and so he starts to learn how to cook and does that for his, his uh, young siblings. Um, then he's involved in the railroad. Uh, uh, then he's involved in just so many different jobs. It's kind of amazing. Um, he's uh, laboring with, um, well, he begins to practice law at one point. <laughs> that doesn't pan out. Uh, this is a guy who has like
0: lots of business <laughs> ventures that all fail, <laughs> right? They all fail. Yeah.
1: Ferry boat company, no, that doesn't work. He gets an idea of establishing uh, these acetylene lamps, and they fail after electric lamps <laughs> are introduced. You know, and he just keeps going. He tries something else, uh, and all along he's been he keeps. Working on, you know, he's cooking and he's married and he has kids, um, and he works as a salesman for the Michelin Tire Company. <laughs> and the everything about this person is not somebody who would say is going to become the incredible person and success that we know today. Um, but it's later on uh, when uh, the Shell Oil Company offers him a position, he can stay at a station rent-free uh, and as long as they get some of the profits. So to supplement, he begins selling some of his dishes and people really respond uh, to that. And uh, then he tries to open a station and then the highway bypasses it and he has to sell it. But with the savings and his Social Security, his first Social Security check at age 65, he begins to take this these recipes out to franchise uh, different places and say, if you want to sell this, this is the best tasting, and he'd come in and eventually builds it up. He's the guy in the white suit, the white beard, and the white goatee uh, that we know today better as Colonel Sanders.
0: <laughs> just goes to show you that...
1: Just goes to show you that so many origins start, of things... Yeah. That's right. And there's a couple of other ones. Do we have uh, time? Uh, Just like
0: 20 seconds, okay. though. Yeah.
1: Um, then I would mention um, Ruby Bridges... Uh, age six, born September eighth, nineteen fifty four, and at age six, she's enrolled in the New Orleans uh, school that's still segregated, even though Brown versus Board of Education has passed. And if you remember the Norman Rock- Rockwell painting of her es- being escorted by yep. uh, four marshals, uh, that's really true. She doesn't become bitter; she becomes better and c- continues to promote um, uh, tolerance and understanding. So whatever your age is, whether young to old, anyone can make a difference. And that's why
0: history matters. That's Scott Washington. Thank you so much. (laughs)